1: damn these biloxi blues it happens every night and i ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine Summer heat never treats me kind. It leaves would, trouble on I would
2: mind. take a dose of summer heat right now.
1: Not going to lie about that. Not going to lie
2: about that at all. Take a little dose of that heat. Come on right here to the hook.
1: This highway does not know my name, and I don't care who I Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get
2: there Well there you have it right there Welcome to Low Budget Live Not So Live A special middle of the week edition or end of the week edition or whatever you want to call this and uh, Biloxi Blues, a song that I wrote and performed for an album in 2013 that you folks have taken interest in, and and I really, 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 uh, I appreciate. It. I've got some messages this week. Hey, man, can I get the can I get the chords to that song? Can I can I you know learn how to play Biloxi Blues? You don't understand when you it's like this podcast or videos you make or craziness on social media that you put out there. Whatever the case is, when you do something creative. Um that comes from you know a life story especially like a song but uh, when you throw yourself out there and people people like it 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 means more than you'll ever know so thank you so much for listening to uh to this podcast but thank you so much for listening to to that to that music you know that that music was uh was really special to me when we put it out I'd like to put out uh, some more You know, I've got uh, got a lot of Got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of songs and notebooks That I'd like to record and see the light of day But there's just only so much time in the day Speaking of which You're running out of time You're running out of time Christmas is here now Christmas is here And Amazon can't even save you Can't save me And I'm struggling I'm struggling i, I I've gotten... Uh the triple threat marissa i've gotten heard a few things but i just don't feel like i've Just don't feel like i've hit a home run this year, you know, and uh, I know i've talked about it on here to death, but Just haven't Found that one little special something and i'm and i'm hoping harper's home from college. So i'm hoping harper Can bail me out. I'm hoping she can bail me out. I don't know if that's gonna be the case this year She normally really helps me but uh just haven't found that one thing that uh, is going to really set this Christmas off. So I'm struggling, and 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 as I've said, even Amazon Prime can't save me now. Uh, they've saved me this week. Earlier this week, they're not gonna. They're not gonna save me. Um, the reason for this podcast, we all know. We all know. I think if you listen at all, um, that things things have been crazy in this bass fishing world. They've been they've been insane, and I try to cover those things to the best of my ability. And for those of you that are new to low budget live, to Luke Duncan, to what it is that I do or what I've done, I've done this podcast for two years, okay. Um the first year we did it on Instagram live and a lot of people that still keep up with it were on there commenting and and I appreciate seeing you still hanging around today. Um we basically did it for a waste for a year and I've talked about that a little bit, but I feel like we got new listeners every week now. And then for the last year, I've recorded it primarily going to iTunes. And in the last, since, you know, earlier this fall, I started posting these to my YouTube channel, which, you know, I have a passion for sharing, you know, I, I documented uh, the Traveling Circus started as a, as a documentation of my of my FLW uh, season in 2019. I had Austin Boyd, cameraman extraordinaire, follow me around, and we showed, uh, you know, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and there was a lot of ugly this year. And we showed it all. We showed it all. Put it all out there. Um, didn't hide anything, you know. And then I decided for the channel, you know, I'm gonna start posting my uh, podcast up. And 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 it's it's done well, mainly because I feel like I, I do speak my mind or or my opinions. And I and I'm not, you know, I'm not fishing FLW next year. And and the sponsors I have uh, know me as a person and support me. So I've been free with my speech as in my opinion, you should be able to be, okay? I feel like you should be able to, to do that. And and that goes either way. If you are pro um, whatever in life, in this instance, of course, we're talking we're talking fishing more than we're not. But, um, you know, if you're pro MLF, pro bass, pro FL, whatever, it's okay to have differing opinions. It just is. Now, I have ruffled a lot of feathers, um, it's been well documented. I've ruffled feathers, uh, to the point that the CEO of MLF did indeed call my bosses at TH Marine, the company that, uh, I work for when well, I'm not doing all this craziness and that, that offended me and it, it hit me at a, a really wrong time in life. Um, and I just felt like it was unnecessary because the podcast that, uh, they got upset about had, a, a, you know, 4,000 views or whatever. This is not a big channel. On YouTube, this is not even really that successful of a podcast. It's something I do not because I feel like my opinions are right. I've said this before, but it's something I do because it is a, you know, purge <laughs> for me. It, talking into this microphone, looking at this this goofy camera, it it helps me get stuff off my chest right wrong or indifferent and it seems to be striking a chord with a lot of people a lot of you send tons of positive positive feedback and comments and I'm getting that from industry people other pros pros that fish MLF pros that fish FLW pros that fish bass saying thank you thank you for being a voice thank you for not being you know afraid to speak your mind so what led us to today is uh, a lot of the things that I've said uh, bugged a lot of the MLF anglers. And some of them I've known for a very long time and some of them I don't know at all. And last week I, I talked about Gerald Spoyer and his comments. There's an MLF group text with all the guys in and it. And it's, uh, I've seen a lot of it and it's pretty toxic it can be toxic and uh, very defensive, and I understand that. You take a stance to change your life to try to better what you feel is bettering the sport that's been the same way for a very long time, and so they're getting defensive about things that I have to say. Still funny to me that it bugs them that bad, but Gerald kind of got caught in a crossfire because there were several guys on there, um, you know, that instigated this conversation or brought this subject up, and one of those being Tim Horton. Well, Tim has graciously – agreed to come on here today. So I'm going to have Gerald Spoyer on first. Here in just a few minutes we're going to call Gerald and we're going to call Tim and and I just want to have civil conversations. These are not bad people, okay? And I see a lot of comments guys commenting on these other guys saying this is not a me versus them thing. It's just not. Um it's it's a it's it was a personal thing for me with the Jim Wilburn thing. Um but I don't wish to see these guys fail okay, because at the core, all of us fishermen are fighting for the same thing, and that's to make a living in this industry and to grow the sport. These guys did take a chance. So all the the crap I talk or whatever, know that I do have an immense respect for a lot of people within this organization, okay? So that being said, I see a lot of comments thinking that I'm just like, you know, leading the charge. Yeah, I'm speaking my mind, but I need it to be said that I have an immense respect for a lot of guys and a lot of really, really, really good friends that fish major league fishing, that also fish bass, that are also still fishing FLW. So these guys are going to come on here. We're going to try to have a civil conversation. I want to ask some questions. I want to get, you know, I want to get their take on things, on what's going on, you know. Um, I have been accused of being very one-sided. So I did extend an an invite to Wilburn at the time of all this. He respectfully declined that. Um, so these are the first, like, true, you know, I've had Watson on. I'll let Watson do his thing, speak about uh, positively about uh, MLFBPT. Um, and he did uh, have some criticism of that. So these these guys, Tim is an angler owner, and uh, I feel like he can shed some light on what, you know, that, that company perspective is or the company line, so to speak. And, and Gerald is very fired up, and he wants to come on here and only talk about my last few podcasts. I asked him if he wanted to talk about his – England career and he he specifically told me he wanted to do just that just talk about the last few podcasts so that's that's what we're going to try to do okay and that's what I told these guys I respect both of them immensely for coming on um into what could be considered a hostile environment uh you know things that I say are backed up like Randall Tharp's article this week on bassfan.com suggested he had lost um you know, lost some sponsor money this fall based on BPT, and he seemed to you know not not be jiving with the format and not enjoying the format, and and hoping that there could be a change. You know, um, and that was that was something to see Randall kind of step outside from the group and and say that because you don't you don't see that a lot. You don't see that a lot. A lot of and, and obviously I'm living proof of there are some intimidation tactics that can take place in this industry. So Randall, uh, you know, that was, that was a really good article, and it was I felt like it was very fair and honest. And there's no, uh, there's no secret that some guys have lost um, some sponsor dollars this year. There, there's, that's, no, that's no secret. And some guys have, you know, kind of disappeared, in my opinion, and in, in the eyes and opinions of a lot of people in the industry. So one other thing I want to point out, before um, we're fixing to call Gerald um, Just here in a minute And When we when he picks up the phone we're going to be rocking and rolling I, I told him that's how I do business Whenever you answer the phone I'm recording You guys that watch this all the time know that Tim and Gerald got together They both requested that I do this live um, I, de- I declined that request And, and being that I could only record during the middle of the day, it takes a lot more equipment to do the live shows and and I haven't done one in a very long time. don't even know if my equipment works. but they they requested to do that, so I couldn't edit anything to make them look bad. I don't edit anything. <laughs> Anybody that keeps up with anything I've got going on, i don't I don't edit a lot of uh, a lot of footage and things. That's not something I do. These podcasts, as you're seeing them, that's why I like to call people as I'm on here. Yeah, I could record calls at different times and plug it in and blah, blah, blah. I want the show to have a certain flow to it, and that's why I do it the way I do it. So this is not live. I didn't want to do this live. And for me and any of you that have ever seen a low-budget live know my ADD gets going when comments are flying, and I want to – and and I want these guys to be able to say what they want to say and what they feel they need to say and I want to be able to say what I need to say without a lot of comments interrupting you guys can comment afterwards of course on the uh on the, on the page here but uh without further ado let's see if this is going to work here we're going to get Gerald Spoyer MLF Pro on the phone here Right now Let's see if we can get Gerald I'm a minute late I told him I was going to call 1145 But uh, Just a hair late
3: Hello
2: What's up Gerald Spoyer Hey Luke Hey brother Gerald Spoyer uh, Thank you First of all And I I want to start by saying uh, And I told you this the other day I respect the fact that you want to come on here and, And talk about your side of things And your opinions and uh, and all that. So, apologize we couldn't do it live like you wanted to do. But for those of you who don't know Gerald, just real quick, I want to say this. Gerald's fished the FLW Tour, went to the Bassmaster Elite Series, and now BPT. So, he has fished all three trails. And how many years, Gerald? How many years have you been doing this officially? Like five, six?
3: Uh, I actually quit my job and started – pursuing professional bass fishing in 2015
2: so in 15 okay so and that was when you went you, you kind of left the coast to i
3: didn't uh yeah i didn't i wasn't eligible for any of the professional tours back then so I, I basically quit my job and and fished everything i could to qualify for either the elite series or the fow tour and that year i qualified for the fow tour okay northern division actually and then Fished in '16. That was my rookie year, and uh, your rookie year at the same time.
1: I say I
2: thought you had. A, I thought you were a year ahead of me for some reason. I thought you were there when I was fishing Coen. I couldn't remember, but um, so you, so you have you fished coast as you fished the opens, and then you qualified for the Elite Series and went on real quick. And I know, and I, and I said this before you came on. You want to talk about the podcast, and that's absolutely what we're here for. What did you do prior to fishing professionally and quitting your job to pursue this?
3: Oh, well, you know, I mean, I'll give you a a, a summarized version of my whole story. Just so, mainly because, so people can understand why I'm so passionate about Major League Fishing and the sport of professional bass fishing in general. Absolutely. So, basically... Uh, My whole life, I wanted to be a professional angler. Ever since I was little, I was obsessed with it, for as long as I can comprehend it. I wasn't watching cartoons. I was watching fishing on TV whenever I was about five years old, probably. And, you know, but no one in my family fished. It was a weird obsession that I had for myself for whatever reason. And then um, when I got out of high school, I actually went in the military and, so I didn't get to start as early. We didn't have all the avenues then that we do now to be a professional angler. Right. So I went I went in the military. I was very patriotic, and, uh, you know, I got deployed right after 9-11. And after 9-11, I was, you know, I spent my time pretty much deployed the whole time I was in active duty military. And um, one of the things that got me through being deployed during— you know, one of the worst times in our country's history was uh, was I, I was deployed the entire time on a fishing rod. And I know I was never going to get to use it, but it was a symbol to me of peace. I used to look at that fishing rod and whenever things got tough or whenever I got discouraged and I needed motivation, and that was just my symbol of peace. And the, the cool thing about fishing at the time is I didn't know... Of any kind of drama or anything that we talk about in today's world when it comes to fishing, all I knew is, is what made me happy and it's what I wanted to be. and someday when I get home from this war, that I was going to pursue that. And so I was really, really passionate about it, even whenever I was deployed and um, and then you know I came home and and had to start a career because you can't do this without money. no, and <laughs> no. I, I say I saved my money and worked really hard for it with with the objective still like what do i need to do to get to where i can pursue professional bass fishing so i worked for a while and uh, i worked at uh shell chemical i was a chemical plant operator then i went into maintenance and i was running maintain maintenance for a big corporation and i loved my job had a really good job and then it got to the point i'm like okay i'm getting older and it's time to start doing this. I've been making a pretty good living the last seven or eight years. It's time to start putting the things in place. So I started preparing for it. I started fishing, Bassmaster opens and stuff, and um, immediately started having some success locally and kept on trying to advance myself and moved really fast through the through the rankings and um, and then I realized it's like okay I'm good enough to do this. I had to prove it to myself and then and then I I started saving my money and said, all right, I'm going to be smart about this and prepare myself before I would quit my job. So I saved my money for about five years and kept fishing. And, you know, when, when the time came, I was, I was financially prepared. And then, you know, I, I quit my job in 2015 without qualifying for a professional circuit because I was just like, it's too hard to do it working in trying to pursue just one open series because I only had so much vacation. So at the time, I, you know, I, I still I don't have any kids, and uh, it was just me. So I was like, "What, are, what do you got to lose? You're gonna either do this or not." So I uh, I quit my job and I started pursuing it, and I qualified for the FLW Tour in 2016. And then in 2016, I kept fishing the opens while fishing the FLW Tour, and um, and then I qualified – I won Angler of the Year in the Opens that year and uh, qualified the for,
2: Central The it. Central Opens, right?
3: The, the Central That's Opens, right. yeah. That's right. I won the points in the Central Opens, and I was all fired up, you know, and I had got to fish with you guys on, on the tour, so I had a taste of what it was like to fish with a big entry fee and stuff and um, started kind of dipping into the sponsorship game, even though I couldn't – at that time, you don't really get much attention from sponsors – and so I, I, I was kind of burning through my savings year one. So when I made the Elite Series, first thing that was presented to me was you you have to pay $48,000 in entry fees. So then I'm like, golly.
2: So you work hard, and then you're like, here's your prize. You get to pay entry fees. <laughs> That's what I say on here all the time about profission. Like, it is business-wise from a business plan. It's not... The smartest thing to do, <laughs> unless you've got some support in some way,
3: right? And I, at the time, I didn't have any support. You know, I, I was uh, I was still working actually in two thousand. When I said quit my job, I quit my career at Shell, but I had a sponsor, a title sponsor, Catalyst Handling Resources, and they allowed me to fish and work at the same time. And they work all over the world they're a construction company in the chemical plants and and i would go and fish and when i would come home from fishing then i would go on these turnarounds and these chemical plants and i would work seven days a week 12 hours a day uh just to to somewhat keep from eating up all my savings and um, of course that per- affected my performance at first trying to do it all it, it just it, it still wasn't working the best of my ability so when i made the elite series and they they Presented me with that package, and they said you owe us forty-eight thousand dollars to compete. I had to make a decision, so I actually packed my bags and went to a third-world country and worked a construction job Jeez. to earn my entry fees to pay for the elites. I was in Kuwait. I don't know if you know anything about Kuwait, but you get worried about getting your head chopped off just walking down the street. I was
2: gonna say, I, I bet, I bet it's not like where I live and where you live. <laughs> I'm going, I'm gonna no. bet.
3: It was a very dangerous place. And and so I, I, I worked and I earned enough money to cover my entry fees to start the Elite Series. I actually wrote my first article for Bassmasters and gave it to the editor at the time, was Thomas Allen, while I was in Kuwait and told him, hey, I'll see you guys when the season starts if I get out of here. <laughs> uh, but Jeez. I'm trying to earn my entry fees right now. And, and I was that passionate about achieving my goal of fishing for the elite series and um, and so I did it and I made it home paid my entry fees and I was fired up to start and I was like you know what now that I made the the elites the sponsors are going to start stepping up uh, I'm, I'm gonna be able to probably start building my business and it still didn't it still didn't work that way um, I started fishing and quickly realized the level of competition over there was out of control. It was crazy how good those guys were. Um, every time you thought that it would take 15 pounds a day to cut a check, you can add two or three pounds to that every time. It just blow my mind how good these guys would catch them. And then no one was really interested in sponsoring a rookie. You still had to prove yourself. Um, so the first couple of years of being an actual professional was difficult. Um, and And I knew – at the time, I learned quickly that this is not correct. Something's wrong with this. A guy like me that wants to be a professional angler, you know, I went in the military. I had to go earn my money and then go work in a third world country just to pay my, my entries and all this other crazy stuff just to be able to pay my entry fees and compete. And, and I, I, you know, I was like, man, this isn't right. And all these people were like, hey, come talk to these high school kids and all that stuff is getting real big now and stuff. And it got to the point where I couldn't even look a kid in the face and say, hey, you need to be a professional angler when you grow up. Because I knew how messed up the system was. And the sport was not designed correctly for a fisherman that was wanted to be a pro and did everything he needed to do to be there. I knew it wasn't supportive of it. And I think everyone can agree with that.
2: No. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and and listen, and and we'll we'll get into all this, but I've said that on here. I mean, the last few podcasts are the ones that everybody's focusing on with me. But and I said this to you, and I've said it to Tim and and countless other people. But I've covered all this. I've talked about all this, and and that's not something that with BPT or MLF that I knock in any kind of way. So so. But 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 keep going. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off.
3: Yeah. So um, so anyway. So. I- you know, I was, I was getting a, a good reality check to the business and the industry and uh, talking to sponsors and everything else and uh, really trying to make it all work like everyone would. And, um, and I knew something had to be different, but I didn't, I didn't know if that was possible. I was like, how are we going to do this? And then you get to hanging out with guys, and then you, you're talking to guys, veterans of the sport, that have been trying to solve these problems for years. And they haven't gotten any headway on solving that, uh, just professional bass fishing and making it realistic for people to pursue. And so I'm thinking, well, if these guys have been working this hard on it for years, nothing will ever happen. And then, of course, we went into 2018, and, um, you know, I finally had started picking up some sp- some really good sponsors. Uh, my, my now title sponsor White, which is a, a welding company, especially welding and turnaround. They, uh, another company that I met through the industry from working construction and they, they're, they're a contractor in the same industry. They, they stepped on board and they told me, "Hey, man, you just focus on fishing," and I didn't have to work that year. That was the first year I didn't have to work, and I freaking called them. You know the the 2018 year was was a breakthrough year for me. I finished uh, top twelve in points on the Elite Series and
2: made um, the classic. Made the classic
3: and, made, the classic and uh, made made three top twelves that year. I mean, it was as good as a season as any angler can ask for. You know, I had a great season and sponsors started paying attention to me. I started making deals and and I was like, man, this is this is gonna start to work for me. And about that time was whenever the the whole rumor started going around about major league fishing. Mm-hmm. And my big thing was, it's like, man, I've worked so hard to finally get to this point and all these guys are about to leave and I'm not about to fish against them. And I wanted to fish against those guys more than anything. And, uh, and that was what was really important to me. And then, they actually invited me to to go to major league fishing. And did was, did
2: that did that surprise you because you're so young in your career? Yes.
3: Absolutely. When
2: you got the call?
3: Yes, absolutely. I have the smallest resume out of all the anglers that got invited to fish major league fishing. And there's a lot of reasons, you know, I I've asked why. Why did you invite me? And I, you know, I feel like I'm very proud of the way I carry myself on the water Um, no one can attack my integrity I treat my fellow anglers with respect they respect me and I proved myself over those couple years that I was capable of fishing against those guys and they knew I guess I had shared my opinions about the sport enough and it wasn't like complaining it was more or less like hey I know that we need to do something different and i we all kind of had discussions about that stuff that's just general conversation that anglers mm-hmm. have like oh yeah it's better of course so i was very relieved whenever they was talking about hey we're gonna actually do this and you're invited and so i was like well i'm all in because if it's something that we can do if we can have some sort of movement and that's what i call it it's like a movement if we have some sort of movement to redesign this sport and make it to where a guy that wants to be a professional angler, a kid that's come, we're, we're pumping all this stuff up with kids, and we have to give them some realistic end goal for when they do achieve their dreams, you know. Um, and so I want—I said I want to be part of that, and no matter what it takes, I said I'm gonna put my head down and work really, really hard to help grow this league and do the right thing. And that was the main objective of all these anglers that went to Major League Fishing. It's like, we have to do the right thing. We did not leave Bassmasters to, to go over there and, and, and put a black eye on the sport. We went there with an intentions of let's do the right thing. Let's make a, a good clear path for young people to fish and compete and to get there. Whenever you get there, you don't have to vet the farm to try to to try to make it it's just not right um and so that was the objective
2: well let me ask you this uh, on that and i and i've said this before so i know you follow a lot of sports just like i do and like a lot of people do and in our sport because here's the thing the no entry fee thing absolutely hands down uh one of the best things that's ever happened in the sport, if not the best thing, I totally get that. My thing is there's only eighty spots, and so when we're talking about these kids, you know how many kids are in this like I do. We have fewer spots to be a and I'm using quotes here, but to be a pro in this sport, we've got fewer spots than say major league uh baseball. you know what I mean like it's not it's it's a long, hard road. And, and I get what you're saying with once you get there, what you guys are trying to create. When you get there, you're not going to have to bet the farm. But don't you think that it's, this is not a cheap sport either way, even though you're not paying interface, the equipment, the boats and all that. And a lot of us are very fortunate, especially uh, to have, you know, boat sponsors and tackle sponsors and things like that that support us, get us equipment and things. But I'm saying that long, hard road, you're going to spend a lot of money just getting to that point, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you did it. I mean, you're talking Costas opens. You're spending a lot of money in those too, and and those are always going to have entry fees. So it's it's still it's very hard to say that it's easy for a guy to get to that point. And it shouldn't be easy. Anything that's a dream, God knows. Listening to you talk, your dream hasn't been far from easy. It's been far from easy, and and you've sacrificed more than most people ever realize probably. But but I'm just saying, there's it's, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of people trying to fit into a really small box, so to speak. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And 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 this is uh, us starting major league fishing. It's just the first step, and the and hopefully, the sport will continue to evolve in a positive way, and uh, from here, and and I, I also, you know, it's to me now, the sport. This, the, the breakup, I guess a lot of people say, has gone it, it's over with. The the divorce is over with. And it's time for people are going to settle in where they feel comfortable. Uh, people are going to go different directions. And, uh, and you know, pe- wherever people end up or whatever. Now it is just as important for Major League Fishing to succeed as anything. Because it, and it's the same thing with Bass. It is very important to me, for Bass to succeed, I have a lot of friends that are still there, and uh, and I support those guys a lot. You know, when Brandon Brandon Polenick actually called me the day before it went public, whenever he told me he was leaving, he said he called me because he felt like I was one of the anglers that he had so much respect for. He wanted to explain. And it And you
2: guys work together, what Alpha Angler rods and things too, and y'all have always been buddies, right?
3: Yes, and and I, and I he explained it to me. And I had nothing but respect for him the way he explained it. And I said, dude, I wish you the best. And, and now I'm to the point where I feel like I want all my friends over there to succeed. I want all my friends at the FLW Pro Circuit to succeed. And I want Major League Fishing to succeed. And the reason that's very important is because the more MLF elevates his game, the more it requires bass to elevate their game and vice versa. I would agree. I would agree with that.
2: I would agree with that. The
3: better bass gets, the better MLF has to be. Competition is good. So now we're to a point where it's like, all right, look, we cannot continue to fight about this. We can't. Now it's to the point where anglers need to start supporting each other, no matter what league you fish at. And, and, uh, you know, because if one league, just suppose, major league fishing does fail like a lot of people want wanted to do for whatever reason i blows my mind why people want it to fail but if it does fail imagine the impact that would have on so many huge outdoors.
2: be a huge it's impact Be huge,
3: mm-hmm. be a huge if, impact. if bass would fail then what would that do to all those people absolutely so anybody that wants anything about this league now to collapse is, is not focused on the right things
2: do you, do you think that people sincerely want it to fail and i'm not talking about industry people i'm talking about fans do you do you think other than 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 a keyboard warrior kind of guy that just just people feel like they need to pick sides you know and i see it all the time when i talk about something on here people they want to try to impress you or 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 whatever but do you think that ultimately people want to see it fail a certain you know, group think, of people.
3: I think there's people out there that, for their personal satisfaction, they would like to see someone do bad or fail.
2: That that's probably true in any competition, though. Personal I would say satisfaction.
3: Yeah. there's about one person, you see a guy make it that you didn't like, you like, man, I hope he doesn't catch it. Yeah. Or you see, there's people that personally want to fail, but I don't feel like people have really started thinking about what would be the overall outcome if an organization
2: failed well especially now that they're involved with FLW which you and I both got our start with it would be bad I mean it would be bad for the industry and a lot of people might not think that you know they would want to hear me say that but um you know I've talked about this on here it's not something I want to see fail um just because I have opinions about things that are going on, I've said many times there are many, many, many smart people there. There's a lot of money over there. There's a lot of driven people. So I don't think it's I don't I don't think it'll fail. I, I really don't think it'll fail. Um, oh, I think you've got to adapt to succeed uh, in some things, probably. You know, um, and, and and success is judged by different things. You know, it's like, do you want that? A bulk of the original bass fishing fan base Or is it all about new growth You know what I mean Because we do see this divide Like you said the divorce And I went through one of those (laughs) Myself About six years ago And people feel the need to pick sides In in a divorce (laughs) So a core base of these fans Truly feel like it's a bass versus MLF thing And they, they have picked sides One way or the other Yeah I think it's time for
3: people to get over that it, uh, and so, it's one of those things. Is is if you got to you got to decide what side are you on? Are you on the side of the anglers? Or are you on the side of the sport that's pumping negativity into the system? Because and I'm just talking about in general right now. If if you're pumping negativity into the system and to the league or to the social media outlets. And you're drawing you're drawing those dividing lines. You're slowing that that mindset of people saying, you know what, I'm gonna support all these guys, all the sport, they're all contributing some sort of way. Or are you on the side of the anglers where you're saying, Hey, you know what, let's let's grow this whole deal together and uh, and, and what can we do to to contribute to that on the positive side. So you're either contributing on the negative side or you're contributing on the positive side. And, and you know, it's one thing to hash things out in private because that's just natural with any kind of growth. I have a good idea. You have a good idea. You might not believe in my idea. But hashing things out is how we get to resolutions. And, uh, and we do that in all our advisory board meetings. Y'all have the same advisory board at, at, major, I mean at FLW when you was there. And they have it at Bass. And we all hash those things out. And so when you say things in private, we say a lot worse things than what I said about you about each other. I mean, that is minimal <laughs> compared to what we do because we're a bunch of grown men and we we just get emotional about stuff and we get mad.
2: That's right.
3: Right? Yeah, Oh, totally.
2: Yeah, and you and I talked about this. Yeah, and, absolutely.
3: And actually, just to, the whole purpose that I'm on this podcast or the whole reason I'm on this podcast right now is because what I called you in that Private group text, and that was you know something I said in private. And the reason I said it, to be honest with you, is because I knew it was the quickest way to get on your podcast, <laughs> and it worked.
2: So here I am, bro. All you had listen, all you had to do was send me a damn text or, or an Instagram message. You didn't have to call me a bitch. Now, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being funny, but uh, but I here's the thing, I, it I actually did. It, you sent me a text.
3: Yes, November twenty sixth. Look at your text messages. I, I, s- messages.
2: I, s- I swear because I looked through when I texted you this morning. The only text we've had um, ha- have been have been th- this morning um, in my phone. But now, and I'm not and I'm not saying and I'm not saying you didn't. I'm not saying you didn't I'll at out
3: all. to you because I want to come on your show and defend the league and give you know I want I want to answer the hard questions the ones that people don't really understand and people are scared to answer questions and stuff. And, and I'm not, you know, I want to, I, I believe in what I'm doing so much that I'm willing to stand up for it no matter what I do. And, um, but what, you know, I
2: so I, go ahead. no, no. So, so I, I just, I had a, I had a couple of questions in this that I, I want to talk about because you you're talking about you know, pumping in negativity and things like that. I you know you being a a you know, fan of this country and obviously defending it and, and and thank you for doing that because I'm I I am I'm not a bitch about a lot of things. I am a bitch about uh going to a country where I might get my head cut off. So uh thank you oh, for I was too. Yeah, well well don't
3: get me wrong, I was scared. I was terrified.
2: Uh but <laughs> But I, I think at the same time, man, I think, and we're talking about these closed-door meetings and things, I think that freedom of speech is a good thing, and I know you would agree with that. Um, but I feel like in this country where we're at right now is freedom of speech is only okay if it fits your narrative. And, and, and that goes for me, you, politics, religion, whatever, you, you, you see it on the Internet every day. We are a country that is divided. And if, you don't, if I don't say what you like... Then it's a problem if you don't say what I like it's a problem and and if we all just don't fall into a certain category with each other then it's then it's not okay um you know I I have been negative I will fully fully admit that um and and I but I I have too I've tried to point out things that that like I say are just my opinions that don't make them right, that don't make them wrong. I've prefaced them that way several times. I do this for therapy for myself, for for whatever. And and not ever, you know, going into this with the goal of, hey man, I'm gonna try to incite some kind of riot or whatever. Because I mean, I saw guys tagging you in social media and I did that and you and I've talked about that. It was very high school. It's high school to say that in a group text. High school, what I did, is silly. And and to see people tag you guys and say stuff and whatever, you know that that ain't what I'm here for. It's not. And I said that after the the Jim Wilburn episode I did talking about Jim and and what he what he did, and and I meant that. If you're here just now as a as a first time listener, I ain't trying to be the most controversial show on earth. You know <laughs> that's not that's not what I'm here for. But I do but I do stand by things I say. So I want to ask you, um, you know. What, what exactly I've said that that you have the most issues with, I want to hear that out, and uh you know and 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 let's move on with this you know let's let's see how we can stop the divide, stop the divorce you know from being so bad so you you wanted to come on and talk about that, and I absolutely want to want to give you the floor to talk about it
3: Yeah, so uh, there's nothing wrong with freedom of speech, you know that's what I fought for and but to me, there, there comes a certain amount of responsibility with people, especially in your position, because you're an industry guy as well, giving information to the public and not telling the whole story. And, and then, so I'll give you an example. Okay. Whenever I said that about you on the private group text, you took that message and you posted it on Instagram and you said, I guess an irrelevant angler is mad that he didn't get a free jack plate. And so you posted the, the message and it made me look, you painted the picture of making me look like a bad guy. And then you backed it up with another message that made people think it was about a jack plate. And, and then after that, you went on two different podcasts, one of your own and another one, and you talked about it. And then you said that I was at TH and I went to Bob's and I went back to TH and I went to Bob's and you told everybody I was a type of angler that would go from uh, one company to another for seven packs of worms here and three packs of worms there or something like that. But that none of that was true. I mean, I'm sure by now you have figured out that you was probably – Inaccurate
2: about that, right? Oh, I, I told you this the other day. So knee-jerk reactions happen all the time, and I and I do, um, especially. And I say this: I don't know you well enough. I don't. Uh, hearing your story on here today has made me respect you more. Absolutely, one thousand percent. But I told you the other night, and 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 I stand by this, um, especially with the jack plate thing. That was. Unprofessional of me, it was, absolutely was. Um, it was a knee-jerk reaction. I told you, you got caught in the crossfire. It was a conversation that I know for a fact you did not start, and you threw that out there, uh, and it got back to me. And it was a, it was a, it was a heated moment, absolutely a heated moment. So, uh, and and I do, uh, and and the podcast was done that evening, and I'll say this: I have thought about it a lot, and I think you could say the same. I hope you can say the same, uh, because I know that you have. Um, you have gone back and forth with Bass guys on some Facebook stuff and all this crap's been sent to me, and I don't even, I don't even care. I'm not even going to go into that. Defending, defending your league and defending and what you believe in, which is definitely the kind of guy you are. And so I would say that uh, you, you had reached out to TH Marine before. I wasn't involved in a lot of that stuff. I remember some of it. Um, and, and you have gone back and forth between a couple sponsors. That being said. That being said, um, that is not something that I, that I am proud that I said. And I am man enough to say to you, Gerald Spoyer, first of all, for coming on here, that I have an immense amount of respect for the fact that you can come on here and say the things you've said. And I'll tell you that I am sorry that I said those things about you. I, I am absolutely 1,000% man enough to say that in, a, in an emotional, uh, you know, knee-jerk reaction, I said things about you that I do... Regret saying, so.
3: Well, just just to set the record straight, I started out with TH Marine. The very first conversation I had with TH Marine was you, and I remember that
2: in 2016 and, and or so,
3: 15, I think. And uh, and you had told me, "Hey, man, I'm going to the I'm going to the FLW tour as well." And we talked about it. We even talked about fishing together and all that stuff. I I never forget some of the initial sponsor emails I was sending out, and I was with TH Marine for a few years, and it never grew past just getting a free jack plate. and to me, I'm very strong about anglers setting a standard, an industry standard, And if you represent a company for so long, and they don't eventually start paying you, you cannot continue to put their logo on your jersey for basically free. Yeah, you have to have some sort of growth because if we don't sit there and stand our ground about, uh, um, you know, a value as us as anglers, then, then, uh, then we're just hurting us as a whole in, in a league.
2: And I and I've got a unique position on that, obviously, because I've worked for both and I've done both.
3: Well, right. let me let me finish. Yeah, so absolutely. At some, at some point, I felt like it wasn't growing, so I respectfully declined product only offer after i had that breakout year in 2018 where i did all the things that i did they still wouldn't pay me after that year and uh at the time i was like you know what maybe it's time for me to move on and there was zero back and forth at all
2: and i and i was and i was out on all that but my my question is though in that and i and i say this a lot and this comes up a lot in our industry from industry sponsors and i understand anglers getting paid dude one trillion percent god knows but that being said when a company is is like you said it was hard when you broke through you said man it was really hard it's really hard rookie year it's really hard to get any sponsors and when you have that breakthrough year um you know there are lots of things that go on within these companies between budgets and what they've already got kicked out and and for a company like ours i don't want to talk too much about it but for a company like ours it's not as big as everybody thinks it is. And there's not just piles of money laying around. It's just not how it goes. And so when when they, when they a company is, is loyal with you, especially in the beginning and works for, through you, um, when you finally have that year after a few years and you have that breakthrough year, there's nothing that says they've automatically got to step up their game. You hope so as an angler because I've been on the side. You hope that once... You do something or, or you, you you achieve something that you want to achieve. That, But that doesn't always happen. You know, it just well, I it just it. doesn't. And you know what
3: the problem was at that time frame? At the time, y'all had been through three different people that was in charge of that position.
2: I would agree with that. Hey, hey, brother, hey, that's part of my the drinking person, problem. <laughs> new person would come
3: along. The new person would come along, and they didn't know anything that I had done the year before.
2: So right. Hey, listen. I you're, preaching the the <laughs> you're preaching to so, the choir. You're preaching to the choir. It's
3: nothing against T H Marine. I just felt like, wow, this is three years in a row. I'm having to deal with a different person. I'm just going to go somewhere else where I can start over. You know, and there was nothing against none of that. Uh, so I just wanted to set the record Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I'm Not glad you did. Find it to the public at all about all the stuff that's been said so far. Um, you know, I I don't. I mean, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. If someone wants to get in touch with me on social media, the uh, good luck because I don't get on there. The only reason you got to talk to me the other day on is because I was next to the person that runs my social media. I do not <laughs> actually have Facebook and Instagram on my phone. I provide content, and I'll and I get asked, "What do you want to say to this person?" And I'll respond like that. But I have distanced myself from social media because of all the negativity that's came into our fishing industry. It's a a shame because now I used to use that fishing rod whenever I was deployed as a symbol of peace. Now it can just as easily make me mad because people don't understand how hard we're working behind the scenes to to be, to do what we, I'm sorry, my phone keeps, people keep calling me. And keep <laughs> that's
1: right.
2: Uh, I, can, I can't hear that on my end, so you're good.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so people, people don't understand all the stuff that's behind the scenes. And, and, and so it's not really fair for these people to make all these assumptions about things when they don't understand how hard we're working to do the right thing. And that is the only intention out of everything we do is to do the right thing. And so to get to get off of that other subject, and now let's move forward with the rest of it. So Major League Fishing, to me, we know sorry, now I got a UPS man that's yelling outside the house and <laughs> dropping off packages. UPS man's here every day. <laughs> but uh, so now, moving forward, uh, so Major League Fishing. We know, we have a perfect example of how the sport's been for the last 50 years. We know what, what, what doesn't work. Um, I, I wouldn't say that. We know what works, and we don't know what doesn't work, um, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah. So,
3: so, but we have some sort of template on what didn't work. And so now Major League Fish is trying to be creative. They're trying to get outside the box. What can we do? to expand this? How can we grow it? How can we bring in these non-endemics? We're going to create this crazy media platform, and we're going to try to make this entertaining for all kinds of people to get engaged in. And uh, That is the mindset over there. So We'll try things, trying to be creative. We'll brainstorm over and say, man, let's try this. We'll try it the whole time everybody's making fun of us on social media. That's dumb. That's not the way it should be done and all this other stuff, but it has to be done. We have to go through this creative process of trying things and experimenting with it because that's the only way we're going to move to the level that we want it to be at. So you can't be scared of trying something and looking dumb and it's like, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Uh, I mean, that is the whole idea behind all these guys working really, really hard, and that was kind of how they assembled this group of guys that they invited to fish major league fishing as they went through the rosters and they said, we need to assemble a group of guys that we know are going to put a lot of effort into this, put a lot of work into this. And uh, because they have to believe in it, they have to be passionate about it and they have to be willing to try stuff and get out of their comfort zone because we know doing it the same exact way we've done it for 50 years is only going to take us to a certain point. That's where we were at before so we can't just go and duplicate that it doesn't make any sense to do that right
2: i would agree with that and so go the, ahead uh, no my, no my question is and i and i want to go back to a point you made and it's just something that always comes up just pops up in my head a lot and it started with the commercial last year and, and i know a lot of actual mlf anglers were upset with the commercial that kind of you know went at traditional tournament fishing but as we're growing and as you're trying to get all these new you know the non-endemics and and i've talked about that many times but the non-endemics and and get new eyeballs at what point though is it important to try to capture as much of the old school quote old school fan base as you go along and combine the two The ones that don't like it, like the naysayers, the negative, the, hey, man, mostly little fish, which I've defended, too, I'd like to point out, because that drives me crazy when people say that. But those kind of people, the people that don't like the format, the people don't, you know, uh, how do you guys win them over? Or is it important?
3: So... Yeah, so I guess the, the question that you, the question was, at what point does it become important? Yes. That was the question. Well, or, or, yeah. or, yeah,
2: at what point is it important or is it important, I guess, would be the question. One or the other.
3: Yeah, that, that point is important now, and that is one of, that is actually our number one topic at Major League Fishing is we actually have two separate customers, and we need to make two separate products in my eyes. Uh, you know, you have a Discovery Channel CBS Demographic, that we want to present fishing to and make it engaging for them. And then we have our hardcore bass fishing fans that we want to pre- They're two totally separate customers Big as time. far as I'm concerned. They, yeah. they both have separate expectations. And so we're trying to come up with a way to give each of these customers two separate products from one tournament. But it's not that easy because we've made a lot of financial commitments and uh you know we built a business model and we have things that we we know work right now and we we got things we're not sure about so we don't want to get too far off base doing getting too too creative because it could it could really uh, mess us up we got to stay on track but we are like i'm a big advocate about some new ideas i don't want to put them out there yet because we're uh, we're in the process of voting on it and debating on it, but I'm the one who wrote the primary proposal for the new idea on how to appeal to the hardcore tournament fans and still make this product for our CBS Discovery demographic that we're going after. Let
2: me ask you so, this: Is that a format? Is that a format thing? And you don't have to say too much, but th- but do you feel yeah, that the absolutely. issue is a format issue for the fan base?
3: Yeah, the, it's, it is a format thing. You know, every fish counts is not an issue. Whenever you go to a a Lake Fork or Raleigh, North Carolina. No, not at all. It's not at all because you're not getting a lot of bites there anyway, and it's full of big ones. It's only an issue whenever you go to a place that's just absolutely loaded with
2: table rock. So,
3: yeah. But the the really cool part about major league fishing, and if you ever compete in it, you will you will understand that score tracker concept is freaking crazy. I mean, that part of competition is you you cannot replace that. So, maintaining that score tracker and that emotion that gets captured around those cut lines and all that stuff is very important. So we got to be careful because we don't want to lose that. We don't want to lose that drama around that 20-cut that line whenever a guy's fighting his way in, but yet we still want to come up with something that allows us to – I want to slow the, the tournament down a little bit. I want to be able to talk about my sponsors, talk about how I'm catching them, watch a guy work a little bit, uh, explain why he's there bring the educational part back into it and and you know, we're discussing all of that stuff. And the way Major League Fishing is now, after you know, we've only I mean it was so fast that we built this thing that uh the way it is now is probably nothing to what it's gonna look like two, three, four years from now. We're gonna keep on that was that's part of our job when we signed up for this deal. It's like, hey guys, you gotta be willing to work at this. You gotta be willing to have these uh two-hour conference calls and have all these conversations with your advisory board and and that is a lot of work that takes a lot of time it's a big distraction from the actual fishing it's not just about fishing it's like we got to build this organization and so we're all on the same team about it you know when things get hard uh you run in the You run into challenges and and guys want to express their ideas and then the majority of the group may not agree with it. And so guys get frustrated and stuff like that. And they say, well, you know what? I want to leave. And you hear all these complaints, but all it is is normal discussion that you would have anywhere at any organization, any company. It's just right now, major league fishing is, is, um, is getting so much attention and people want to grab on to any negative that they hear but they don't understand this is our normal growth conversations that we're having. This is expected. There's no way that we were going to take 80 guys and put them in an organization and everyone agree with every single thing we do. That is not possible. So you're going to hear about guys talking about, man, I don't like this, man, I want to go there. But that same conversation is going to happen at any league. There's guys at every organization that want to come to major league fishing and there's guys in Major League Fishing that probably want to go to other organization just because they may not have things going their way. And I can respect that. It's like, hey, whatever, if you want – I mean, um, you know that – So you didn't have a problem
2: with the guys leaving? I mean, I know Brandon – you and Brandon, did that didn't – I mean, because I know it hurt the perception for a lot of hardcore fans when these two big names leave the organization. That didn't – you know, that didn't bother you personally? No,
3: not at, not at all. You know, they uh, – you know they have a lot of sponsors that are aligned with 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 Bassmasters, and uh, and some guys have a lot of sponsors that are aligned with Major League Fishing. And business wise, and emotion wise, they may say, you know what, that's where I want to be. Uh, yeah, that's embedded in them, and they're going to go over there and work their butts off, and they're going to make that organization grow. Of course, it sucks that. I can't work with those guys and fish against them because uh, they were so good at what they do. Mm-hmm. But they're going to go over there and do their thing, and we're going to continue to do our thing over here. And and uh, I don't think there's anything. I, I, I mean, I can't sit there and say there. <laughs> you know, you've said things on this on this podcast that I just don't agree with. I don't know why. Um, you've used words like evil people
2: and um, well well you gotta so so on that so on that you gotta understand from my point of view on that there's one evil person to me in the the organization and you'll disagree because you guys work with him all the time and all i know is a person from personal experience right and that's jim wilburn and and over my podcast about flw buying out and i had watson on 45 minutes of james watson pro bpt pro mlf we didn't debate we didn't argue james is a really good friend of mine and James caught a lot of flack for, for coming on from, from some guys over some things that were said. And Jim Wilburn reached out to me, and I declined to talk to Jim about it. I wanted him to come on the podcast. He didn't want to do that. And it was actually the day my mother passed away. It's all been well documented. Um, he didn't really read my email response, told me he's sorry to hear about my grandmother, went on, and then proceeded, after hearing about the situation I was in, called my bosses at TH Marine about the podcast, tried to get me in trouble. They kind of pushed back, so I did my podcast about him. He then called those guys again, Um, so I don't respect that. I've heard a lot of things um, from some of your anglers about him reaching out to sponsors when things didn't kind of go his way with a certain angler. I've got some stories. I won't say names because, you know, they still fish over there. But there, there are stories like that about about Jim, so I, I will say that, I, but, but that is a broad statement to say, I understand evil people. I said this before you came on, I've said this many times, there are a lot of really, really, really good people within that organization, tons of them. Um, you and I had a disagreement, I wouldn't say that you're a bad person. I just wouldn't, uh, especially after you coming on here. Talking, I, I couldn't say that about you. Um, I can't say that about ninety nine percent of the anglers that are over there. Um, I, I just can't. That's not what I mean by that. But I am a guy that's very passionate about um, things getting too corporate. You know, uh, I, I've I've lived it in my in my business life too many times, and I don't I don't like that corporate feel. And when Jim did that, that was very much a corporate move to try to eliminate an opinion or eliminate a narr- you know, something that doesn't fit whatever narrative he has. And I understand it probably struck a chord because I am in the industry and, and, I, and I spoke up. Just, just about what I, for, for me, as an FLW angler and what's coming down the pipeline and, and just pointing things out, you know, but, but when we go back to that freedom of speech, that should still be okay could I word things differently sometimes as far as like like you saying, uh, you know, some of the things I said about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. A thousand percent. But I, I'll never change. Um, I'll never change my stance that I feel like what he did was not only evil, especially given the circumstances I was under, but but just made him look like a bad guy. Um, so but but I mean, Can no. I Jim, real quick. You you can absolutely can, absolutely uh, can.
3: So, so I know Jim personally, and and I know he's not evil. He's working very hard for us as anglers, and and I really appreciate what he puts puts in on that. So, so I got his back no matter what. Now
2: but do you think it's I'm, okay for him to do what he did?
3: Well, I understand why you're upset, but I also know all about those conversations. Mm-hmm. And so, Jim, he heard your podcast, and he felt like some things that you said on it weren't accurate. So I know he reached out to... And he
2: said he wanted to clarify them, and I told him he could he come on the to podcast clarify. and clarify. He
3: very mm-hmm. respectfully, and he went to you mm-hmm. first. He didn't go straight to your boss. He did.
2: He did indeed come to me. I've to documented all this on here.
3: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Talking about it, but, uh, and then... He reached out to your bosses because he has a very close relationship with your bosses. Mm. Um, TH Marine's been a sponsor of Major League Fishing for eight or nine years now, and um, and so he reached out to him, and he just said that, hey, you know, I'm concerned with some things being said that aren't true, and the fact that Luke's sitting in on conference calls. While we're going over this stuff and then having a podcast is concerning to me, and I don't think it's professional. And there
2: was and there was one call I was on, and that was clarified uh, that nothing I said uh, on the podcast, and this was confirmed by my bosses, and that's why they basically told me to pound sand. But nothing that was said on the podcast was was things I heard on the po- on the call. It was all things I knew before because this industry talks a ton, like you like you know. I mean, it's a tiny tiny industry. So that yeah, but, you know
3: but uh, but I I don't think he tried to get you fired. I don't Jim wouldn't do that. He might have said, Hey, I want this to stop. I don't want things to be said like this But nobody can put their head on a pillow at night knowing they got a man with five kids fired. You know what I mean? Honestly. Did 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 he really try to get you fired or did he try to just stop it?
2: I guess in that situation, when you make that phone call, you reach out to those people that you're supposedly close with. I guess there's no telling what could happen. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately,
3: true. And well, he, in fairness, he tried to reach out to you first,
2: and he did. And, and I reached out back. That, that's all. Yeah. That's all been documented. Um, and I did. I, I just um, reached right back out to him. I mean, within an hour of him reaching out, um, but. But that being said, he reached out to me through TH, and I feel like truly, and TH told him this: this podcast doesn't have anything to do with TH Marine. I know, I, I know, I talk from an industry's perspective and different things, but they don't sponsor the podcast. I mean, it's a podcast I do in my garage. You know that—that's the bottom line. And and if and if Jim is so worried about that, and 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 you guys as an organization, there are lots of things to be worried about other than what I've got to say. That being said, um,
3: you the know no that leads us to today. About- this podcast over over anything else is because you wear a TH Marine hat and you're an affiliated sponsor. And you're an inside person in the industry and and you're talking about things. You, well, let me go back real quick. You know when I liked you the most? When I didn't have
2: a podcast? <laughs> no.
3: No, I remember our rookie year on FLW. Every time I came to the fish tanks for weigh in, you were sitting there smiling.
2: Happy. Probably with not as much in my weigh in bag as you if I'm guessing, <laughs> but no, I was always it smiling. Didn't, it didn't <laughs>
3: matter. It didn't matter. You was always seemed so positive. And somehow along the way it seems like you have letting, you have let this negativity consume you and and you're expressing your emotions on the podcast and and I, and I almost want to just call you on the side and just be like, Luke, just let this go, because it's like you, no one needs this in their life. No one needs to be waking up every day mad and trying to prove a point. Uh, I get I get enough of that just when I watch the, the news and I hear all the difference in politics now. Uh Man, it's hard for me not to get all fired up about that stuff.
2: No, yeah, I don't even. want. Listen, we've got enough divide. We don't need to talk politics. <laughs> no, <laughs> People would probably agree. But, uh,
3: <laughs> but the thing is, is back then I just remember it's it just. I mean, I didn't know you real good, but we talked enough to where I knew that you was. You seemed like a happy person.
2: And, and I and I would like to say, and I feel like that's 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 an unfair statement to say I'm unhappy because I, I'm not, and I'm not mad on the podcast. I've done a couple of these podcasts where I've been mad. One would be the one this past weekend after you and I our interaction, and then the other was the Jim Wilburn. Other than that, uh, dude, honestly, like I like I've told you and told Tim, I've done forty of these in the last year. I, I haven't been mad. They're just now ended up on YouTube, but I, I promise you. I'm not mad at anything unless it comes to a personal extent, and that's and that's what I talked to Tim about as well. Um, I'm not mad that you guys took a leap of faith on something that doesn't affect me personally one way or the other. It doesn't. I'm not. I'm not mad about that. I'm not mad about you trying to change the sport based on your vision. I'm not mad about that. What I what I do get mad about is um, or passionate about, caught mad, caught it passionate. Uh, it's just this mentality that seems to come out from both organizations and that's this if you ain't with us you're against this kind of thing and I try and it doesn't come across in the last few podcasts but I want to stay in the middle because I as I love doing this podcast so I want to cover the sport when you win an event I want to have you on here to talk about how you won it and what you were doing I want to cover the sport right now. What's getting the heat is the fact that MLF bought FLW is one of the biggest news stories of our fishing, uh, little fishing world here, and all the other stuff going on, the changes, the guys leaving, some different things, and that's what's being talked about. So that's what I'm talking about. Um, you know, so I, so to say I'm mad, I'm not. I'm not mad, uh, but I do think it's fair to say that a lot of industry people. Um, And I know you guys are focused on a lot of non endemics But a lot of industry people talk about how things are going and and are frustrated And and i've had tons reach out to me about the podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for being a voice I've had some of your own anglers reach out. Hey, man. Thanks for being a voice flw guys bass guys So I do know that things I say are resonating with people And and I and I do make you this promise and I know you disagree with me on a lot of things and that's fair um, because that's what makes this world go around. But I, I will say this: I will never say anything that's either not my opinion-based, okay, or something I believe to be true in a in a fact. I would never make. And that's what I told you and Tim about coming on here and edit, you know the fear of me editing something, dude. I don't want to make you look bad. I don't want to. I don't want if. And I told you, I said if you look like crap, it's because of something you said, not because something I edited. Um, or if somebody perceives you as being x y z that 's on you that 's on Gerald, not on me, but um you know i don 't have a desire to do that I just don 't and 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 I, I agree with you these shows are more fun when it's smiling laughing loop <laughs> i won 't lie about that. I have a lot more fun with me and gerald or uh Swindler talking about God knows what than uh than than having to hash out all this all this craziness but uh um that being said. Dude, I I want to say because we've we've been going for almost an hour, and I want to get Tim on here, and I got to get my kids picked up. So if you got anything else for me, and I'll well, text Tim. Um,
3: I know we I know we kind of talked a lot. We ju- yeah we really we talked a long time. Answer, I really want to answer some hard questions. Um, prepared to do that. So do you have any like really hard questions that you want to ask me? No, I don't. I don't. I don't.
2: I, no, I think that. Uh, I think that I've, you know, I wanted to ask you about, certainly wanted to ask you about Wilburn. Did you think that that was okay? Um, I think that we've covered everything that a fan would be concerned about. And the the most beautiful thing about this, other than I feel like that uh, hopefully we have a mutual respect for each other when this is over is the fact that uh, you explained your story. I feel like you explained it. Well, you explained your side, you explained your passion. And I hope that people listen to this and, uh, and, 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 and realize that you know, and and l- allow them to form their own opinions. This is this is Gerald Spoyer's take on everything. This is Gerald. This is not. There's no spin on this. This is what you feel like is going on in the industry. And and I think that's good. No, I, I don't have any hard questions. You wanted to come on. You reached out. I wanted. To, I felt like I owed you that. I wanted you to come on. And so here we are, man. And uh, and I respect you immensely for coming on.
3: So so just before I get off the phone with you, real quick. I just want everyone to know that (laughs) I can't speak for everyone, but I know a lot of people love being at Major League Fishing. And so it's not that we all hate it over there. It's definitely not imploding. And the only thing I'm leaving with, and I'm going to ask you just straight up, if you're going to continue to just be this transparent on your podcast, I'm not telling you what to say. But I'm just asking you to tell the whole story and do it fairly.
2: And I think Um, by having guys like you on, it helps tell the whole story.
3: And anytime you want to, to me, the best thing to do is before you have a podcast and you have have a topic or something that you want to put out there is call people of all perspectives. Don't just call the guy you know is mad and get his perspective. Call me. Call somebody else and say, hey, man, what is your take on this deal? That way you can present a fair representation of what's actually going on. And um, that's all I ask for.
2: Well, man, I, I, I respect that, and I hope that I get to have you back on very soon, dude. No, because we did an hour and I didn't feel like an hour (laughs) at all. Um, And and hey, look, guys, I'm looking at the camera right now. You can't see this, you will, when you see the video. Look, Gerald and I didn't cuss each other one time. You don't have to cuss each other on Instagram (laughs) over this. You don't. You can have normal. It's the Christmas season, for the love of God. You can have normal adult conversations, even if you don't don't like what each other is saying about one another.
3: But they also know The quickest way To get on Luke's television.
2: Yes call me a bitch And you can be on this pocket Now Thank you Now my comments Will just say Bitch 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 bitch, bitch With people that want To come on here So thank you so much Gerald Dude I hope you have I uh, hope you have A good Christmas man I really I really respect you For coming on And uh good luck next year
3: Alright man You Alright thank
2: you man Alright Gerald Spoyer There you have it We did almost an hour And uh, you know I really uh, that was therapeutic. We get, we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff out there, and uh, gonna have Tim Horton on next, who you know, former Bassmaster Angler of the Year, uh, an MLF angler owner, and uh, you know, gonna gonna call Tim. I've known Tim for a very long time, and and I want to have him on, but. Um, Something i like to point out, and I talked to him about it I I am not maliciously telling half-truths or anything like that Um, That's not me, it's not who I am I've said it a million times, these are my takes on things, these are my opinions It may seem like a half-truth to somebody on the other side I have wanted to have Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour anglers on here that I'm not technically close to, like a James Watson and uh, some of the other guys that I'm really close with that are over there. So this is this is, this is is good. This is good. I hope that was a good conversation for y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed getting to know more about Gerald's path. I respect that immensely. A dude goes to Kuwait to pay his entry fees, that's just insane. That's insane to me. So, and any of you that have followed this long enough, you definitely know that uh you know I've talked about all sides of this, and I've talked about bass and I've talked about f l w and I've talked about m. l. f and I've talked about the good the bad and you know just my overall general opinion of things that are going on things that are going on so um'm gonna try to get uh text him here. I told him five minutes, but I, but I, I, I ran out of gas there. Um, so gonna get Tim Horton on here and Tim has been very, very vocal in this. And I've got a lot of things I wanna, I wanna talk to Tim about. Unfortunately, i run out of time because uh, I got somewhere I gotta be, but uh, here in just a little bit. So we're gonna grab Tim right now. We're gonna call Tim and we're gonna see just overall uh, Tim's take on everything that's going on uh like i said hello tim horton <laughs> <What's> up, <Luke? laughs> low budget live and uh dude i i just i just set this up as tim horton that i've known for 20 years it was probably when i was like 16 and I, i'm aging myself and i'm aging you even more so i apologize but uh i'm 36 now so i met tim when i was like 16 we live we live really close to each other and uh Tim has been uh, has always been very kind to me. so I want to say uh, just had a great conversation with Gerald Spoyer. Respect him immensely for coming on and I respect you immensely for for coming on and and talking about. Where we're at in all this crazy, uh, crazy, crazy fishing world, as as Gerald called it, the divorce. <laughs> well,
4: I, hey, I'm, I'm glad to hear y'all had a good talk. You know, you told me we was going to be on at twelve. Here we twelve fifty. I'm thinking, okay, they're meeting halfway in the middle to get it on. No,
2: no, no. It was, it was, it was good. I, I think, uh, I, I think when you go back and watch it, it, it was good. We hashed out a lot of our differences. Which uh, he's hot headed, I'm hot headed, and we we uh, we both said things that I think that. Uh, after the fact we regretted and and i know that uh, you're probably the same way and we're all passionate about what we're doing and i'd like to say that you know i can remember being in college and hanging around you way back then and you had visions then and i think this is fair to fair to say and you stop me if i'm wrong but you had visions for something like what we're seeing now with MLF back then as far as an angler ran thing you've always been passionate for angler rights and very outspoken
1: yeah
4: yeah you know i i don't know and maybe it's from from growing up in sports i just always felt like you know you you got to have your teammates back for everybody to, to forge ahead i i've just always been that guy that that looked at the anglers as a fraternity and I, and if i want to be able to look that guy in the eye i know i made that choice for the sport you know and, and that's just where I've always been with things, and and you're right, Luke. I I can remember you you had that sense of wonder as a young kid, and just you know the passion about it. And it's funny how we all take our our different paths and 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 do things for a living in the industry
2: that we never I mean, see coming. Really, to be honest, they, for me,
4: <laughs> yeah, you you never do. And 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 I know, but but it was not that way for me. First off, you know, I just man, I can remember watching Bassmaster as a kid. I, I tell this story all the time. They used to have the logo. With the music playing, and before Bob Cobb ever started talking, mm-hmm. you had that water drop off that fish's tail. Remember how it would mm-hmm. kind of fall and then fall? Oh yeah, Dude, I, I couldn't even hold myself. Like I would get my parents to hurry up and get out of church because it's came <laughs> on at twelve o'clock where I lived on TNN because we had to go watch it. You know, and um, so that 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 drive and passion just for fishing and everything was always there. And then you know at 27 years of age my first year on tour was fortune twin anger of the year just blind lucky i you know it but uh anyway i'll take it but um and, and i kind of got thrust into the politics of it that very first year i got elected on the advisory board and and i'm just happy man i'm sitting right here with denny brower and, <laughs> and jay ellis and all these guys you know and um don't know. No, no. I started seeing things that I never saw growing up. My parents were blue collar workers. You come in, you worked every day, and you went to bed at night. And, and as long as my dad had his cornbread, everything else was good, you know. So it really, uh, it just kind of really opened my eyes to things that that I had never seen before. And 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 I guess that's probably where a lot of that passion started.
2: I got you. And and and, and I've I've met your dad. He's a, he is definitely a hard worker and proud of everything that that you've accomplished. So. One of the things that that kind of led us to to getting to talking was, and I reached out because you guys have a group text on MLF, and you were questioning my attitude towards MLF, some things, and and so I wanted to I wanted to clear the air with you, and I and I wanted to talk about it, and I wanted to, and this is what Gerald and I did too for an hour, uh, just just talking about things I've said, and and I and I and I texted you this the other day. I've done I've done forty podcasts this year, uh, close to it, 36, 37. I don't know what we're up to. And I really do it for, I mean, for me, it's a. You, you know, have fun with. It. I, I do have fun with it. I have fun with it, and I and I talk, and and things have gotten serious this fall. They got more serious than than I probably ever even intended for them to get. You know, full disclosure, but I I have I've always enjoyed. I've been involved in the sport since I was very young, but I I've always been a fan of it first, and so I love covering it and talking about it. And and Gerald was saying that I, I, I throw things out there that are half truths and things and I didn't feel like that was fair because they're just my opinions or there they are things that, that I that I hear and I will agree with him that I would like to have more people to get both sides of the story on, right? And my attitude did get kicked up by mine and Jim Wilburn's back and forth, and and you're aware of that. I've told you about it and and, and that is what it is at this point um my i'd just like to have a conversation with you get your take on kind of what's going on ask you some things that that i feel like uh are questions that this core fan base wants to know um, because i know you guys are focused on growing the sport gerald and i just talked this but there are a core fan base that do not like what happened and for for one reason or another, right? And I think you, you it's that's fair to say there are some some fans out there that that didn't make the crossover. So, um, one of yeah, the thing, you know, yeah. And and so I guess first question would be, how do you? And I asked Gerald this too. How do you guys get that core base that's very vocal? How do you get, how do you get them on your side?
4: Well, I think I think there is this perception. It's just like it's just like what I talked about, about watching Bassmasters as a kid. And, and I can remember getting to my first tournament and Denny Brower and Kevin Van Dam, we stopped on the same spot and them two get into it. Like I've never seen Oh yeah, And I'm thinking, what have I got into, you know, and then I go to dinner that night and they're sitting there laughing, having dinner together, you know? So it's, it's kind of like, you know, this, this thing of like, you see something, had I not went to dinner that night I'd say, man, them guys don't like each other, but they're just competitive guys on the water, you know? And, um, but but I think I think there's just lots that we just decided. Hey, you know, it, it does nobody any good to tell these stories. It just doesn't. Um, th- but I can, you know, I can I can tell you this. I think there's also the aspect of of we we, we just wanted to to have something that, that you know that we, if you don't like the way things are going, you know, go try something else. And that that was to the point we were at. It just it's just so frustrating to see. The, the bashing, the G, the Jim Jones stuff. You
2: know, you know what I'm talking. No, oh, I, I do, and I, and I've, it, been accuse, it, it, like say, not, I've been accused. I'd like to say, I've been accused of being that, and well, I, I think why it's why? very obvious. I'm vocal on my own. I don't need a fake Facebook. I've actually well, denounced you're, you're that you're crap. Gonna, the Randy like, Flowers, the Jim Jones, that kind of stuff. I don't get into that because Luke just says what Luke feels, <laughs> and you know that about me. <laughs> and,
4: here, and yes, no doubt, and we're going to get to that, Luke. And, yeah. I, and I'm. I just got a few things.
2: No, I, absolutely. Be honest
4: with you, I did not know the riff was going on. With with the whole deal with you being frustrated with what Jim done, I I have been so busy with the project Kim and I's got going on. I've kind of been trying to get all my fishing shows done. I haven't really been in the loop with everything, and and you know when you sent me that text that night, I had no idea. None. I'm dude. When I did that text to to the group text, I'm like, this guy works for Major League. Fish. Uh, don't work for. It. This guy is with a company that sponsors Major League Fishing, and he thinks our numbers are not correct. Somebody needs to get Luke our numbers. They are correct. You know, what we're saying is correct. That was, I had no idea all of this was going on. Right. Just, and, um, you know, I, uh, uh, so so when that happened, that that was my concern. And there's not, I mean, who, uh, let me ask you just, and this is not picking Luke, but who is watching our, our shows? You can't fake Nielsen numbers. I mean, I got right here. Discovery Channel two hundred twenty three thousand, Bass one hundred twenty thousand on ESPN. That's an average. You can't fake that. That's what's who. So
2: no Nielsen think- ratings are, are are legit. What I I, I think w- when I'm talking numbers and talking things, you're seeing guys and like Randall Thorpe had an article this week, but you're seeing guys talk about financial loss and different things and in the industry perception right now. From a lot of industry people, and and not all of them. Okay, so I want that full disclosure. Not all the industry, but some of the industry doesn't think that it's that it is what was either promised or uh, that it's going like. It it, it should have gone, so to speak.
4: That's a a big blanket statement to say. And that that was some of the stuff I took issue with, Luke. And I'm just, you know, man, I'm going to be transparent. Of
2: course. Yeah. When when
4: you're saying the writings on the wall and, 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 you know, it's painting a picture, dude, I don't know that the guys could be any happier. I, and that ain't me coming over here tooting the horn. That that's just a fact. I mean, it's not even just ecstatic. It's just relaxed, man. It's and and look, sponsors change with guys every year. To say that it's the league or something had to do, um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the bass guys need to mention what's happening over there. I can tell you the, the sponsorship is, is is based on several things, and it really depends on what company you work for. Um, some companies take the numbers very serious. Uh, some I don't know why I don't and 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 but for the for the most part um, those numbers are are what you can do it, it is what you sh- what you show that happens and and our life, our live coverage um, it it, it yeah, I promise you it wasn't second the bass I'm not it, it just wasn't you know so so if Randall Thorpe he he had some great moments so what you know what coincided there what's what's your opinion on it do you think it, so when you suggest that if you're suggesting hey, guys are taking a step back over there, which is not
2: the case. I, it is. No, I'm not I'm that – that is a broad statement to make, and I'm not saying that everybody is because I think that this year it was a case of the haves and have-nots. I think you had a lot of guys that kind of came out of the woodwork that people didn't know, and I think you had a lot of guys that, that kind of fell off because they didn't perform either because of the format or whatever, you know. So there, there's a lot to be said for all that, but I do know that there were some guys that feel like – they lost sponsorship because of being a part of the league, whether that is because uh, that said sponsor had an issue with the league or didn't think the league performed. I don't know. I can't but answer so, that.
4: So did Randall say that his sponsorships went down because he No, he, was he
2: said it had been a rough offseason financially was the quote. But, but, but
4: how do we take that and say that happened because I was over here and not here? They, that's That could be a company situation.
2: Well, that did you uh, did you read his article though?
4: I did in
2: fairness I did Okay. Well, He he just said uh, This is the quote he said I think BPT needs to be different from the cups I signed up for this deal for three years And I want it to work but it's been a tough off season Financially and so that leaves a lot He says the fishing industry doesn't like what we have Going on there has to be some change So he kind of Led it to believe that because of the leak, he he lost yeah. some spots, and that's that's why I'm making that that's why I'm making that statement. Uh, and and you got guys like G and and Polenik that left for whatever reason, follow their hearts, and 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 I know that uh, uh, you know what for you in that. And I'm sorry for talking so fast because I've I've got two Duncan boys that I got to get picked up <laughs> at some point this afternoon. Uh, but but no, I, I, I wanna I wanna say. You know, what was your reaction to losing those two guys?
4: Th- those guys probably should have never left. You know, I mean, they, you know, one of the reasons, and, and I had a major league fishing guy tell me that was just justification that we did the right thing when those guys left. I mean, they, 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 they're they, characters. Politic has a lot of energy. Gerald's hilarious. And, and, and that was the direction that production company took. Um, I got gotcha. you. Know, I, I, I can remember being in Pittsburgh, and I'm seventh in the classic. They had ten cameras. Daryl was seventeenth, and he got a camera. I, I know I led the entire classic that uh, that, uh, that Chris Lane won, The last day on Bass Track, I was never mentioned in the show, and all of that stemmed from politics. And I and I know you don't have much time, but no, I no,
2: we've got we've got plenty. But so um, some of the things let, you're let, mentioning, let, some let, of your issues with Bass. Let,
4: let me say this, okay. And when when I was elected to that advisory board, okay, we. It, I had been on it two years. Okay, we we were presented a situation where we were going to get um, no entry fee tournaments. First time it ever happened, and they were going to give us one. And this and this is Bass. This is Matt, and, and I want to preface this. I think Chase Anderson and the Andersons are as good of people as you'll find. All right, so so if, so when I'm relating something here, I don't think he would have stood for it in a second. So so I'm going to preface this by saying I, I'm not saying this is who Bass is now
2: because okay. they have had an ownership change. for sure correct yes
4: so so um and and they say hey we're going to take y'all's boats and we're going to sell them 1.6 million dollars we're going to give y'all no entry fee tournaments by selling those boats myself kbd and denny brower didn't want it but we were the only three on the advisory board that did the other ones were good with it and and so it went through us being in the minority it's probably going to go through anyway well the payouts come out the next year and and it's the payouts in the league and in the opens the co-anger and the pro side all creeped up a little bit three or four hundred dollars the payout went down pretty good guess how much it was lou how much 1.6 million (laughs) dollars so 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 i didn't go do that i didn't go handle this publicly i put those numbers together went into a closed meeting you talked about uh how fiery you got because you felt like your situation tried to be compromised. Right. I go into a closed-door meeting with all of our group and I lay this out that this is what happened. Shortly thereafter, I can't even remember his name, Jamie Wilkerson calls my boss at Pratco, Chris Goldstad, Tim Horton says Tim Hortons not getting any more media from us. That's truth. That's just the truth. We go to the classic that Chris Lane wants, I got kidney stones, I'm throwing up in the intensive care unit and they post on the blog Tim Borton has dropped out of this tournament because his wife left him, and left it up all day. Okay, so, so yeah, I get a little passionate from that media group that still runs it over at Bass. So,
2: so that's this. I mean, and this this is good because this shows people because you've been very vocal and very passionate in this but, but, in this change. Right,
4: but at the same time, Lou. I want to ask you this: Like you made a statement, Tim went to Bash and Bass last year, and his sponsors called him out, and he got quiet. Where did that come
2: from? Well, I'm you quiet. were very vocal on social media, and I did, And I said maybe your sponsors called you. I don't think I said I did, but I said um, I can't remember the exact quote. But you were very—you were all over the place on social media talking about you know when guys would make their uh, announcements going to BPT. You were very passionate. And then and then it was like you went radio silent, and so I didn't know if something had happened uh, in that. The,
4: the, the, the draft was over, so to speak. I mean, I was it was Wheeler announced of uh, the biggest name guys in the deal announced. I was excited about it. That's like I'm an Auburn fan. We had National Signing Day this week. I was excited about it. You know, so it's it's really it, it really wasn't bad, and it's not a perception, man. That that guys over here, you know, here here is my problem. Okay, and I, and listen, Luke, you. You felt like your position Tried to be compromised I don't feel it did I, And I'm, I'm going to give you An example on this Okay what story Or
2: what people are going through And things or, like that
4: You just had the toughest Dramatic thing You've ever been through In your life I'm sure Obviously You know So it's It's um, I'm just saying It just Man These people out here Are not bad people We're working hard To try to do better in the and, store.
2: and look That was something That I said to Gerald That I want to say And I want to make Very publicly known when I make comments about bad people, it has nothing to do with you. Has nothing to do with ninety nine percent of the anglers. What Jim Wilburn did to me was very personal. Was that a really bad? It, the timing of it was bad. He may be the best guy on planet Earth. I don't know. Timing of it was very bad. I, I will have a perception of him. Um, that being said, a lot of really smart people over there. A lot of really good people over there, such as yourself. And 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 there's a lot of uh, a, a lot of money behind what you guys are doing and a lot of passion. So I don't think. Um, I don't think it's, it's, a, it's a bad thing. Uh, I don't need, um, I don't have a need for it to fail. That's not something I would ever want to see. If Major League Fishing fails, and I've said this, and Gerald said this, and I've said this on many podcasts before people started paying attention to what I got to say, but if it fails, it's bad for the industry. It's bad for the sport in general. So it, it, it doesn't need to fail. Um and, and I need it's that to be and I need that to be known and need that to be said as well.
4: It, 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 listen, there's this perception of of us being against bass, man. I listen, dude. I, I quit practice at Conroe to see if Rick Clunn was going to win that tournament to watch the, it, and and congratulated him on it. Um, it, it's just a it's just a nasty perception out there, man. We're excited about our numbers. We're we're excited about what's happening. That um, it's not this negative thing, and, and and I didn't bring that up about that email. That email shouldn't have went around. Just like you feel like, you know, Jim shouldn't have called you, but but I guarantee you, you work with Darian and Shannon every day. You don't think they're bad people or were trying to manipulate me, you know. But but that, but we should have never seen that email. Right. That's facts, you know. And, and and I would hope if Luke did, he would have picked up the phone and called me, you know. So what what I'm saying is, it's always it's always easy to, to get that emotion and feel and, and not see the other side of the story and and, um, and 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 brother as much as we all love you and you got this podcast and it's good we still associate you as as, as being a part of th marine that, that a lot of us work hard hard at you know and and I respect the fact that you I, I, I can't stand politics Brother you and I could get on it all day long people that try to politic their way through life is is not the way to go. Oh,
2: I grew like, up in politics and hate it.
4: <laughs> I, exactly. I, I hate and, it. And there is nothing worse than feeling like somebody's trying to compromise your situation. N- I think it's a situation of somebody being passionate of of hey, you know, this, this isn't the facts of what's happening here. You know, so
2: let um, uh, let me let me stop you there and I wanna ask something you, you were saying something and, and and I think I can tie it in um, here to our current situation, you were saying you felt like you really couldn't be outspoken back then. Do you feel like that's something I, I have always felt like that's a problem with professional fishing that you either can't fully be yourself or you can't be outspoken. And and in this situation, I'm finding out I was, I was outspoken about some things and and, and it ruffled feathers because people didn't necessarily agree. But do you feel like that is a problem in our industry that you can't, Speak what you feel I, Without the risk of losing pr- A Pradko back it, in the day
4: it, it, it should never be that Luke It should never be that that's one thing I don't Disagree with what you got going on here I don't disagree that you shouldn't be able to get on here Talk I just want it to be facts Um there's there's not a perception And I've heard this said and, and you might have even Said it that that we're told what We can and can't say over there at Majorly Fish That is completely false That is that is not true At all um and and i don't uh you know it's a shame that 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 i stood up for the group because i i was (laughs) i'm not gonna go into what i was going on in my life at the sport there but it was really good for 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 several years there and when and when you watch yourself because we we don't get paid because we win tournaments from sponsors no in reality it's it's how well does that transcend through your fan base and and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, my favorite thing now is not winning tournaments. It's teaching someone to catch a fish. I get moved more now by someone. Now, if I get to win a tournament, yeah, I'm going to be able to teach what's going on in that situation. Um, but that that should always be open topics. I, w- I wasn't mad at you. when I, Hey, Zona called me on something the other day that, that frustrated me to know me, and I got a phone. I told him, I said, dude, I'm mad at you, but I love you, you know. And, and, well that's and that's that.
2: where we all I think we all are because we are all in this, and this is gonna be a really strange statement coming out of my mouth, but we're all in this together, whether we're on opposite ends of it or whatever this bass right. fishing universe yes. um we're all, it, we're, we're, we're all on the same page right so to speak, and started it for the same reasons um but but you know i I just uh I, I truly I do. I hate that I hate that there is this, this divide and, and I've said this to, to fans because I said things on here with you and with Gerald on my last one. I was emotional. Um and I've seen people comment on your pages. I've seen people comment in the comments, you know, Tim Horton's this, Gerald Spoyer's this. I won't n I want no part of any of that. I don't. And I don't want to instigate anything like that because you're both very passionate guys. It's like I'm very passionate, and so I want to say that here. Quit with anything like that. You know, yeah. we can all be adults and have civil conversations and disagreements and go on about our business and see each other at ICAST and hug each other's neck. That's that's totally fine. Um, that 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 should be how America operates, and I think you would agree with that. And Gerald definitely did that. That freedom of speech is not a bad thing. No, um, no, no.
4: there is uh, there there is not this. You know. It, Man, it just—I don't know. There's just not this, this feeling of, of, gosh, Almighty, man, all of this. I don't know the word to say. I guess just hate going on with it. Man, we're we're just over here enjoying life, and there's not no fighting amongst us like what's trying to be portrayed. Now we listen. I'm I'm an ever fish. I, I am a I'm a five or ten fish guy. I'll be the first without a to, doubt. Yeah, I would agree or, with that. And 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 I. But I also don't know that it's the best direction to go because what, what is happening? If you take away, Luke, if you take away that three-minute cut, it's just like if I'm flipping channels, I'm not an NBA fan. But if I'm flipping channels and there's two minutes left in a close game, watching i yeah. to. I get and, it. And when, when you're calling, you're just not going to get that. Um, and let me ask you this, Luke. Have you ever got a bite in a tournament day that you didn't
3: set the hook?
1: <laughs> that's a good. I mean, that's sure. good. That's good. I
2: I, I I get it. No, I'm gonna catch every one of them stupid things. I don't get enough bites. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I'm I'm leaning on every one
4: of them, you know. And it's just, uh, I thought dead, Dudley Steel the other day was just dead on. If you guys haven't watched, it
2: yeah, ever, I, wa- I watched but, it. Yeah. Um, but
4: uh, anyway, man, just, uh, just, just, I don't know. I don't. I don't want the the public to think that it's it's a lot of. Ugliness going on over there with our group. I wish Gerald and the Gerald's one of the funniest guys in the world. Pauline gets a lot of has a lot of energy. Um, hey, I, I, I said right when they announced, I said, hey, take these guys off the group text. They they don't need to see our game plan. You know, that's not ugly. That's kind of that's
2: kind, a, that's kind of uh, feeding the enemy, so to speak. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. te- technically. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah,
4: so so it it uh, it is what it is, and and well, you know we're. We're proud of what we got
2: going as well. So. Well, well, something that I and I and I know you guys are, and I know you're passionate about it. I mean, listening to Gerald talk about everything that you're working on, uh, I think it's fair to say that you guys uh, are doing this for what you believe to be, um, you know, the, the the best things for the for the anglers. My my question is this, uh, and this is one, and you may may or may not want to answer it. Why? Uh, and this was something that came up a couple weeks ago that I just wanted to ask. Um, why the need for for the fines why did you guys when they sign these contracts why why charge the guys to get out of that what is the what is the reasoning behind that uh if you can explain that and that's not trying to stir the pot i'm just that's a genuine question you don't yeah. have entry fees but you know things change yeah. people change their minds their hearts change lord knows i i don't want to be judged on what i did five years ago because <laughs> you, you change you grow so uh, but what's the reasoning behind that
4: i really don't have an answer luke i did not i was not on the setup for any of
2: that it's um, more of a legal situation i guess
4: yeah i i really don't i think um I don't know. I don't, I don't. know. I guess you're talking about you talking about to get out of the contract. Yeah,
2: to get out of the contract, like Gerald and Brandon. You know, they both talked on here about you know they had to pay a, a hefty fine and uh, mm-hmm. to to actually break the three year contract.
4: I don't know. I think um, I think when you when you commit to something new and, and you say, okay, are these guys coming on board? I think it's just something you you want to see everyone stick to. They knew before they signed that contract if they wanted out, they'd have to get out of it. So there's no need of complaining about it.
2: Oh, and, they're, and they and they didn't complain. I, I'm not saying that they, they didn't complain. I'm saying what is the what was the you know the reasoning to you know to bind that? Um,
4: yeah. yeah, I I, um, I really don't know. I, I'm sure there's uh, just like contracts we do with our companies. You know, if you're with us for a while, you're with us. Um, every yeah. business dealing that I have, I wanted to ask you: Has Bass put out their payouts yet?
2: I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't now. seen it. I ha- I haven't seen it and I and I am uh I wanna say this. I wanna say this to you because you, you said, hey man, it's coming off a little biased and I've had some other people comment that and it has been lately because this is the news. You have one of the biggest news, you know, I was very involved with the FLW organization, MLF buys FLW. MLF a lot of changes going on with BP and, and Gerald leaving. There's a lot of lot of things happening. So it's 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 what it's being discussed right now, it's the off season. And I can personally tell you I can't wait for fishing to start back so we can quit all this crap. <laughs> Just to be honest. Like, I mean, I'm ready to cover why Tim Horton wins at Toho uh, instead of why all this is going on. Just to be full disclosure to the fans that think this is what I enjoy, I'm a lot rather would be talking about uh, chatterbaits and spinnerbaits. Hey, uh,
4: and, and it will be chatterbaits. I got on there. Uh, and that's the funny thing, man. I said, y'all made us a chatterbait season again. But uh, No kidding. But, I'm like okay. I said like, who knows that 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 Kissimmee paid in May, and or Casimi paid and Ufala paid, and we're going to Ufala in February, and semi in May. I mean, really? Yeah. So, but but dude, that's we can we can have fun and talk about our stuff. I kid with Shaw, I told him he made that schedule, but um,
2: you know, but, you I like I like the fact that it's a mix-up though, compared to what Bass has always done, FLW has always done, where you got. You, I hate the fact, and I've talked about this many, many times on here, I hate the fact that we always got to start in Florida in the, in the wintertime. I get it. It's cold every dang where else. But let's have a June Okeechobee tournament every now and then to shake things no up. You know, just to you know, just you know to show.
4: Changed, not not to cut you. You know what changed all that? You know, we used to start in the fall. Absolutely.
2: And, and that's and when it was the best.
4: And, and it was when it was the best. Television changed all that because first and second quarter ratings were so high in the fishing industry and then everything goes to hunting. We just don't have the offshore tournaments much anymore. Everything is is trying to get to a place as quick as you can. Like you get to Florida in January, then you get to Texas in February, and then by the time it warms up up north, and you're going up there in May, and June. So that that's something that's really changed. You talk about hey, I got to throw this out there. You know, I got to throw some shade out as you say it.
2: Uh, <laughs> got to throw shade.
4: So so like the 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 CBS show the other day, and that's what I was fired up about. You know, listen, to this man had. Um, uh, it was the most viewed show in, in the history of fishing shows, okay? That that CBS show, Major League Fishing, had 1.3 live viewers. Now, that ain't counted the DVRs. It's what's happened yet. And that's, and you can say what you want about numbers and everything, but, dude, that's exposing us to to people that, that have never seen the sport. And, and, and the biggest thing that Edwin and I talked about this not long ago, man, the biggest thing about Major League Fishing, okay, and, and everybody throwing – just negative stuff toward Boyd. There wasn't a guy at Bass that lost a dollar financially from entry fees last year. Correct? No, there wasn't a guy at major league fishing that lost a dime for entry fees. Correct. That would not have happened. It would not have happened. And you take a 10 year old that looks at this man. If, if, if they can look at it and say, man, I can climb the ladder here and not have to have $80,000 in one year. And I can make it. I can climb the ladder in this deal through a system uh, that allows me to get there. When I won Angle of the Year in, in 2000, it was $11,000 worth of venture fees. I was a fishing guy. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And, lived and, on them and,
2: cheeseburgers, didn't you? Them dollar them cheeseburger. cheeseburger And the green beans.
4: That Tuesday, cheeseburger, them green beans for my grandmother. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I can remember, if I would not have won 11 grand in that first tournament at St. Clair, I would never have won that tournament at Toho. <laughs> nice. And had I come home with nothing, it would have never happened. So you look at a kid now... Of what it was three years ago, to know you got to pay forty five for entry fees and and another thirty. You did it. You did it. It ain't the entry fees, Luke. It's also the hotels, and the meals. It's
2: everything. Day. Yeah, it's everything.
4: And those kids look at that, and it just it's got to be the biggest blow. Now, look look at it. There, there is a chance for a guy that is ten year a kid that's ten years old right now to get into this sport and not have to be loaded. Um, because I come up from that family that that man. If we had $150 in the bank account It was a good week
2: You know. Oh, I, I, Listen I get, I get it completely And I've applauded uh, immensely the, the the reach for No entry fees Because I ca- I'm like you Not to cut you off But I, I'm like you I came from that dad my, I was 19 years old Do you remember I was on the bubble to qualify For what was in the Bassmaster my dad goes What are you going to do when you make it <laughs> And I said well, what do you mean I'm going to fish? And he's like, well, where are you going to get the money? It was the first year bass I ever went to California. he's like, you better hope you don't qualify. And Marty Duncan's the most supportive man I've ever had in my life about anything I've ever done. But he was like, it don't work that way, cuz. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Uh, he, he,
4: he had your full and undivided attention.
2: He did at that point because I thought, I'm going to quit UNA. And I'm going to go fish the Bassmasters when I make it at 19 thinking that I'm on top of the world. And he's like, uh, I don't know if you've looked at how much this costs or not there, son. But uh, yeah. that ain't happening here with your daddy, so uh, so no, I, I completely completely agree. This is something I told Gerald, and, I, and that the only frustrating thing for me as we narrow this down, and you have fought for this, you have fought for this um, immensely, and I do think it's a good thing. I want to say that that to have a true professional sport, for this to be a true professional sport, and have a professional, you know, setup and you guys are going to work your way through and it's going to be a qualification deal and you're going to have 80 guys that, that that fight to get there but and you're a huge baseball fan and a huge sports fan i just feel like our sport we have the we have the least number of of true professional slots though if it's just 80 than any other sport and I, and, and i'm not even acting like bass exists in this conversation um but don't you think that's a in those entry fee free that's hard to say when you're a bearded redneck but entry fee free slots there's only 80 of those we've got a mass of kids um do you think that's too few spots
4: yeah i I think if you look at our sport though those numbers are probably more comparable to like a nascar as far as you know major league baseball has you know that's that's true yeah yeah, for sure
2: team sports
4: so if if you look at golf or, or or NASCAR, how many actually come in and out each year? And I and I think uh, I think you're going to see the best of the best jump in this ten. I think you're going to see them like like if I'm 20 years old like, and I take myself back to that age when it was red. Man, I'm really telling my age now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Eating pizza with Steve Kennedy. Yeah, oh.
4: Steve Kennedy bought <laughs> me that day. To pizza. <laughs> That's a story for another day. That is it. a
2: story for another day. I do want you to tell that uh, story on Low Budget Live. Yeah,
4: we'll do that. But. um, but you know now these 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 guys these kids that's getting out of high school and college can say man I can fish these BFLs let me see how good I am and if I'm good enough I can I can move up to what Coast was Coast, whatever it's going to be. And, and that whole system um, takes place and, and 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 bass has that set up too you know it's not uh, um, through the opens and, and and other things and it's just um, it was a good fit uh, there's there's probably more that's been told to for. FLW was going to be That, that I, I think in the long run This was a better situation Than than, than those anglers Not being able to have anything It just You can read between the lines of what I'm saying there But it's just um, It's going to end up being great It's going to end up being A really cool deal the,
2: the, I think the biggest frustration For me being a You know When I, when I fish the tour And of course Career goals And just life changes In general Led me from From fishing next year um, But But the Forcewood Cup going away did did sting, you know, just because it was a very prestigious event and, and seeing that go away really did that, that that did uh you know that did hurt. Um I know a lot of guys that feel that way and, and uh and and right now today and I and I think ten years from now this will be a different conversation. The red crest it was not comparable to the Forestwick Cup, yeah, in name, but it's got a twenty-year jump on it. So I don't want, but don't I don't want anybody to throw a baseball bat at me for saying that. But right now, it is the classic is still the biggest championship in the sport right here where we're at. David, it's got how many years? 40, 45 years, whatever, fifty years on everything else. So um, that being said, one of the last thing I want to ask you, and I, and I and 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 I do want to have you back on, uh, and I want to talk Tim Horton red man stories because i think people would be interested to hear that uh something i want to say is where do you see what is your goal you're an angler owner in mlf where do you see the sport five years from now where do you want it to be um what's your just what's your overall um feeling and and where you want to see it
4: from an MLF perspective, is, is how I'll answer this. Yes, I,
2: absolutely, and that's and that's what I and that's what I mean
4: by that. I, I think just a real smooth stepping stone from from high school to college or BFL straight up. You know, some people decide they want to be a pro angler at 30 years old, and that's the coolest thing about our sport in the world that people can do that. Um, and whatever point they decide that, I think they see an entry point. Look, I've I've told people this before. One of the biggest questions I always got to ask is, how do I be a pro angler? There's mm-hmm. not
2: a manual. There's no.
4: There's not a class you go take, in um, and, and, and everybody's think, got a different story, right? So, so you know as well as I do, this 16 to 20 year old is is a is an age group that was missing when you and I were growing up. For sure, I mean it just wasn't there. Now those stepping stones are getting in place to where you're going to see this is not just you know guys that are 35 to you know 65, 70. I, I have to keep going up where Rick Lund's winning, but. Um, but, <laughs> that, that are that are doing this in the sport, and now it's a stepping stone. So that's that's our goal with Major League Fishing. Hey, we're not too proud to say, uh, you know, we don't we need to do some stuff that's big as five. We we're not too proud to say we're not going to do that. But it's a touchy deal when you see the numbers doing as good as they are to just go and change it. You know that that's the. I apologize if you're getting dead space. I'm getting beeped in here, but that's no. You're fine. Of, I can hear you. That that's. Um, I guess that's where I say that, that I hope it's at. And and dude, I and the Andersons are wonderful folks. I've got a partner in profound that has lunch about once or twice a month with Chase's grandfather, and 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 he thinks the world of that group. And, and my buddy Todd, you probably know Todd Raspberry, Todd, <laughs>
2: big Todd, yeah, it,
4: it is um is as good as they come. I put I, he, if he told me the sky's falling, I'm 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 gonna do like they told us. You, and,
2: you gonna and grab a helmet? <laughs> them, put, put,
4: lean against the hall, put a book over your head.
2: That's you know? a fact. That's a fact. Um,
4: no, th- those are good people, man, and just uh, wish the best for them, too. We're, we're excited about where we're headed. And listen, debate is good. Debate is fun. It, 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 and, 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 and it's good to hear what may not be politically correct. It's good to hear the stuff. We just want it based on facts. This guy ain't falling over here. Skeet, Kevin, me, nobody's losing sponsors left and right. Man, my portfolio grew the best this year it's ever grown. You know, so it's not – that ain't happening. And, and, and I just don't want – I think there was a little bit of emotion with you. And, and listen, I've had emotion when I feel like people have tried to compromise my life of providing for my family. You know, it's just in, – in, in, and, dude, I was the man on the Jim Jones stuff. When they pulled a picture of me and my wife. And I saw that. And yep. he elite- There's a
2: commenting and being negative, dude, that's garbage. I get that. I tell I tell and listen, I, I will say I will stand we you and I can stand in solidarity together that I hate these damn fake everything accounts because I think it's just it's dumb. I've talked about Randy Flowers on here forever. I got accused of being Randy Flowers and it's stupid. I you know, it's 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 stupid. Um, so I, I, no, I'm with you there, and I, I saw those posts and and don't necessarily uh, agree with that at all. So, that being said, um, Are you,
1: still, you still love me, Luke?
2: Of course. Of course, listen, I'll say this I, I, ha, I have you on here Even if I don't love you, that's what I told Spoyer Spoyer and I butted heads bigger than crap Dude, I want to have everybody on here I've said it a million times, I truly do If Boyd Duckett would call me Tomorrow and get on here It would be my favorite conversation ever I mean, no. and, Boyd, and and I don't think Boyd would because Boyd probably definitely doesn't like the things I got to say, and that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, but I hope that we can do this again. But, yeah, of course I still love you. Uh, me and you go way, way, way back. We go back to them, them old bomber days. <laughs> bomber oh, and yes. art days, buddy. Yum. Uh, mm. Way back. Chris McCollum, stuff like that. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. We go We go way back. But, dude, seriously, thank you for coming on here. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for expressing your opinions. And, uh, and, and truly, man, I hope 2020 is the best year for everybody, all, all, all things. I hope it's the biggest year for our industry. I hope all this craziness can settle down. And I hope that you'll make me a promise right now this will be your Christmas gift to me, is that you will come back on here next year and we can talk, uh, talk fishing.
4: Hey, you got it, brother, and, and, and y'all have a good Christmas, man. and uh, Same to enjoy y'all. The, enjoy the memories of mom,
2: man. Absolutely, buddy. It's going to be a rough one. <laughs> We're just trying to get through it, but uh, definitely, my friend.
4: Good deal. All right, All right, thank you, Tim Horton. All right.
2: All right, that's Tim Horton right there. Another good conversation, man. Another good conversation. Uh, hope that you guys – Sorry, I got a text. I got to go run get my boys. Uh, thank y'all so very much for listening to this. Very, very much. I appreciate it immensely. Thanks to those guys for coming on. I know we uh, basically agree to disagree on a lot of things, but uh, it's only fair to provide all sides of these situations going on right now, and, and it can come off as one-sided coming out of my mouth, and I am man enough to say that. Um, I don't... Put it out there trying to make it one sided. I try to present things that I feel like the fan base doesn't see, doesn't know, doesn't hear. But thanks to those guys very much. You better get your Christmas present for your wife right now. I'm going to take y'all out on some uh, Biloxi blues right here. And uh, on Sunday, Monday, when you'll hear it, hopefully we're going to have some Brian Latimer talk some goodness.
1: Thank y'all. Jackson Town to Tupelo, I never could make it last Spanish Moss Civil War ghosts, well I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine, it don't matter east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest Does not know my name and I don't care, no. I...